1: Network with Rob Flynn.
0: What up? What up? What up, podcast party people? How you doing? How you living? How you feeling? Hopefully you're recovering from the last week of crazy insanity. We had Trevor. We lost Trevor on Thursday. We had a white supremacist go on a gun rampage killing 12 people in Buffalo. 10 people, 12 people. Fucking horrible. 12 black people went to a predominantly black neighborhood because he believed that in replacement theory. Yeah, that kind of shit. That's what's been going on. It's been a crazy fucking week, man. Full of ups and downs, I can tell you that. And I tell you, on Thursday, I went to Pearl Jam on Thursday, which was much needed after hearing about the news of Trevor. And uh, let me just start by saying, holy fuck, that was awesome. So the day starts out, the the show starts out with uh, Eddie Vedder walking up and saying that Matt Cameron, the drummer, caught COVID and is uh, can't perform the show. So the opening band drummer learns the set, like half the set, and then they call up, uh, I guess, Jeff Amont, the drummer, uh, the bass player, Jeff Amont, Amont, I don't know if I'm saying his name right calls up this drummer that was basically the dude who demoed the Vitology record for them, I guess. And, uh, Eddie told this story during the show and you know, this guy kind of quit the music. He might still be playing in music, but he's a, he is full time, a professor at San Francisco state. So he calls up this dude who he hasn't talked to in forever. And he's just like, Hey, want to come down and play an arena show tonight? And, uh, dude's like yeah I I think I do and so he comes down and learns I guess he learned I guess he already knew a bunch of Pearl Jam stuff comes out and not to say anything against the opening drummer who was also great and played the songs great but when they brought this dude up holy shit this motherfucker was bad ass dude he was a fucking beast like he just made these songs come alive it was crazy and uh, yeah it was really cool and, uh, you know, they had to kind of change the set around because, I just so you know, I love Pearl Jam. Like, I fucking love Pearl Jam. One of my favorite bands. I've seen them since. I've seen them since the 10 album at the Warfield. I saw them opening for the Screaming Trees and Alice in Chains at the I-Beam in San Francisco when they were called Mookie Blaylock. I thought they sucked. I was just like, pfft. And then Rob Cavestani from Death Angel came up to me that night, and he says like, "That band's gonna be fucking huge." And I just laughed at him. I was just like, "No." And yeah, he 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 called it the call of all calls. And uh, yeah, man, it was just such a good set. So many. Now, open with Rockin' in the Free." Keep on rocking in the free world. Clothes with yellow bed letter, dude. They brought a fan up from the audience to play the drums, tested him for COVID. They're like, oh, you're negative. Okay, get up there. They play yellow bed letter. I'd never seen him play that. I love that fucking song. Total deep cut B side off of the 10 album era. And uh man, so many great songs just in between. It was it was a really fantastic show. I I can't even tell you how much I needed it. And I tell you what, man, like, you know, there's so many little things that the, the fans do with the bootlegs and everybody kind of knows these, like the, the keyboard player's name is boom. And I guess he used to surf with Eddie Vedder and now he's in the band. And, you know, like, so like, he's like, he introduces boom. He's like, ladies and gentlemen, boom, what's whatever his last name is. And the whole crowd goes boom, like an arena of people. Like, I was like, what the fuck is that? Like, what's going on? They're like, Oh, they like, that's the thing. Everybody says, boom. You know, like certain songs, like, you know, like Eddie does this fucking left hand, right hand, left, everybody does it with him, And there was just so many little, just so many little ins and outs that were cool. And just so many things set list was amazing. And this, the connection they had with the crowd, man, like it was electrifying only band I know who can sell the seats behind the stage. (laughs) They have seats behind the fucking stage for sale. They don't have a backdrop. They just got like a little kind of black curtain to curtain off like the amps and the road crew and stuff. But yeah, it was wild. Go to my Instagram and look at the, and the videos that I put up there. Um, yeah, it was killer, and I got to tell you, man. Like, I've been to, I've been going to concerts since August. August, once we because that's about when we really started opening up and having shows here in California, Northern California, and uh, and now it's like crazy. It's been an insane amount of shows, but and I go to them, and I haven't th- that Pearl Jam show was the first time where I was like. Man, I got to get back on stage again. Like, I've got to get on stage and fucking play. Like, I I just was so fucking, it was such a thrilling night, man. It was exhilarating. Pearl Jam fucking brought, if you're a Pearl Jam fan, do not miss this tour. It's so fucking good. They were amazing. Amazing. Goosebumps. I got goosebumps five or six times during this during the night. Fucking got all up. I was fucking almost crying during black. I was thinking of fucking Trevor. I was like, Jesus. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was killer. So good. I did a, uh, a kind of standalone podcast about Trevor. You know, a lot of, got a lot of great feedback from it, man. And, uh, you know, a lot of you said, What I'd hope you'd say, which was, it's not too soon. You know, James Ray wrote, Trevor was built from a different cloth. The world needs more people like him, and it's a darker place now that he's gone. Uh, Give me the amulet. Honestly, man, I can't think of enough. Thank you enough for posting this as soon as you have. I felt disconnected from reality since yesterday afternoon, so seeing people talk about it helps. Black Dahlia Murders' routine of releasing an album ever to use cemented them as much a part of our lives for nearly 20 years. It was a ritual. Trevor was all of us, the living embodiment of the 15-year-old kid. We all are, or were. Trevor was a great poet and a musician. The world seems to have less in it because of his passing wrote hugo flores el duche wrote trevor stan was absolutely wonderful kind and positive ambassador in the heavy metal community he was truly amazing soul and i will miss him dearly chris alexson wrote another person we lost to the isolation brought on by the pandemic he said to himself in that interview he can't and shouldn't be left alone with his thoughts Herb Philipson wrote, I'm so fortunate to have shared a room with him on a few occasions. Such a cool dude. A lot of metal guys take themselves so goddamn seriously, but these guys are just so humble and talented. Good reminder. Dan Edy wrote, good reminder to check on your mates no matter how quote unquote happy they seem. Thanks for the video, Rob. Yeah. Yeah, man. It was rough. Yeah, just crazy. I still am kind of shocked. I'm just fucking still rattled by it. You know, Taylor Larson wrote, I hope you found peace. Thank you for sharing your gift. Watch over us, brother. Thanks, Rob, trying to process this tragedy.
1: Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not gonna read any more of these. Pretty tough, though. But thank you for everybody for writing in. You know, a lot of people. I mean, a lot of comments here. So you know, I I can't read all of them right now. But just a lot of, lot, a lot of feedback. You know, slay them before me. I love you forever and forever. It shall be. You were the most brilliant and poetic lyricist in the history of metal to me, and your highs were unmatched grimness and your love for underground metal was insanely intense true warrior of metal rest in peace we'll miss you yeah yeah man yeah a couple of you guys were tripped out the influence that he had on the blackening with the band that he turned me on to yeah anyway yeah and then you click on trevor and then it's like so many trevor things up there Ugh. But uh, but yeah, yeah. So we got through that. Hopefully, you're processing it okay. Um, I've got. Am I gonna play this? Am I gonna play this? Let me see here. I'm going to play some music by municipal waste. I have got Tony Foresta from municipal waste on here. And I tell you what, this is not going to be, this is if you're feeling sad or you're feeling bummed out about this horrible fucking shooting that happened in Buffalo, New York, horrific, horrific shooting. If you're feeling bad about the passing of Trevor, well, let me tell you, you're in for a treat. Cause this is a pretty fucking funny interview, man. Tony's a, he's fucking funny. This was a a good time. Not quite, it's not as funny as the Billy from Biohazard interview, which was just, everybody went crazy. I haven't had that much feedback about an interview in so long. Motherfuckers love that shit. But uh, this was a great one. This was a really fun, fun interview, man. And it kind of happened, it happened two days before all this. So we were able to, you know. I can not have to go into any of it. But uh yeah. Municipal waste killer thrash band. Check this out. This is the art of partying. Boy, this right destroyed. here is called Headbanger face rip wrong, killer key changes. This is from their first album, full length album, I should say, not technically the first album. This is "Unleash the Bastards." It's called the Thrashing of the Christ. Banger right here! It's such a banger live. When they played this live the other day, I saw them when they were supporting an Obituary. Woo! Brought the house down. here is called. You're cut off. You're cut
1: off. What can I say? You're cut off. I'm a rap player. You're cut off. i love that. i to go to Freaking down this week. Someone tells me I can not drink. They don't see the really get on one I'm more. They don't really understand that it's a part of my big plan. I'm like taking some my dog Gary down the door. You're cut off. You're cut off. You're cut off. That's the best.
0: God, that's, that's the best.
1: God, that's that's the best. The you you are?
0: Opening track of a slide and punishment. Breathe grease. This is grave dive. Not stage dive, bro, but grave dive. Gentlemen, please welcome the mighty, mighty Tony Foresta from municipal waste. Tony Foresta. How you doing? Hello.
2: Man? Hi. How are you? Good are to you, see you, you again. Are
0: you drinking a red stripe?
2: No, it's, it's it looks like it's just a, a coffee. Oh, okay. Uh, it looks like a beer, though. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it does
2: i'm not i'm not going that big today it's it's only two right now. <laughs> <laughs> right
0: You're like, start Start a little bit later
2: well loosen up for this interview yeah.
0: <laughs> right i've been i've been seeing uh you all over frank from hate breeds uh instagram feed like you guys are just the baseball games and hanging out
2: <laughs> yeah he's like my uh mentor yeah <laughs> My Florida mentor, he, like, talked to me. I I just moved down here a few years ago, a couple, two years ago. Um, But for years, he lives by my mom on the other coast of Florida. But for years, he was trying to talk me into moving down here. And I I told him I had, like, a plan to eventually move to Florida. And um, he really pushed that plan into action. He just really, uh, so me and him are always doing fun stuff. (laughs)
0: i I love frank man frank's the best
2: yeah he's a disney freak They got. they should do a movie about that guy (laughs) have you guys
0: have you guys been to disney like 17 times already
2: (laughs) we did we we did that uh the epcot drinking around the world thing that he hosts
0: yes yes
2: yeah so um me and my lady did that and it was outrageous (laughs) 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 we were smart we got a hotel room on epcot Oh, there you go. Uh, so they drove. They had so much, They had like a shuttle or something.
1: Okay. And they
2: live like an hour south. But we we like crawled back to the <laughs> hotel room from Epcot, and it was we literally crawled back.
0: That's epic. I want to <laughs> yeah. I want to do that with him. I totally want to do that with him.
2: It's cool because it's people from like all walks of life. It isn't like band dudes or anything. Right. You know, it's just like people that are into Disney. And having a good time, and that, like, so it was. It was really cool. You learned a lot too, and you know, it was. It was fun. It was really cool.
0: Yeah, the, the move from Richmond to Florida's done you well. Yeah,
2: ah. That's is smelly. Hello. smelly Smelly, Smelly. Yeah, Ella is her real name, but we call her Smelly. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been it's been doing me real while. It was like, uh, like um, I would say like two months before the pandemic. Or no, I'm sorry. It was it was a few months before, but um, yeah, we took like a little hiatus from I, I did personally, just from all music in general. So so me and my lady can move down here and like get my shit together and like have a place to live and get my bearings in order before like I leave her and go on the road, you know? Because right. that's a little stressful on family life, going away so long, you know, right. and uh like uh it, it then then so right when i was about to get back into the swing of like perform again the pandy hit <laughs> and we all know what the pandy did <laughs> so, so we fucking you know we had a testament to our book and it was like when the, i think the shutdown happened like uh, a few weeks before we were supposed to leave for that so yeah
0: you know yeah I mean in we some know, ways it's probably kind of cool because then you're just hanging with your lady at this new spot and
2: oh it was unbelievable. yeah I, I never realized uh I feel like I feel like a lot of people went either one way or the other with with that where they dug into their like addictions or bad behavior or got out of it and figured out different ways to use their focus and um I definitely took took a positive route out of it and uh, i'm real thankful for it lucky for it and, uh, um yeah it's been it's been a wild experience like I, had, I ended up like i got a job with wwe during the, oh, wow. during the yeah so, so so like uh they were they had the bubble here in st petersburg is where oh, I, I live so so uh, one of my really good friends works there and she's like well, you ain't doing shit. You want to come work in the bubble? You live down the road. I was like, "Fuck yeah!" I'm like a big wrestling fan, so um, yeah, I spent a lot of that time in there. And then when when it moved from St. Pete to Tampa, they brought me along for that. And then I ended up like um, helping set up WrestleMania, and I was out oh, there for wow, a month at, at the stadium. Yeah, it was fucking awesome, man. I had a had a WWE van at the end of it. Nice, and uh, nice. it was really fun. And then when they went back, started going on the road, they they asked me. To do that a little bit, and uh, I fucked what? my knee what? up. Just, just, just work help doing. I was like being a runner, like setting up, went, help right, right, out helping, the dress rooms and the catering and all that stuff. Okay. And uh, they, yeah, they wanted me to do that, and, and I fucked my knee up. Really bad WrestleMania, not wrestling. Not wrestling. <laughs> <not> re- <laughs> <laughs> Just I like hair you're- broken
0: over my knee. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's wild backstage. You wouldn't believe it. Uh, and, and then I uh, got yeah. So that uh, that put me out. Like kind of when things started getting better um from the pandemic like i fucked my knee up so then you know the the show back you know everybody had their big show back well we were playing this festival in las vegas and it was down on the wire from my surgery like i i was i couldn't walk for like i was like in bed for like four months holy and then
1: wow.
2: it's uh it was real fucked up and uh so then we were like i had to send the message to my bandmates. like man i don't know if i'm gonna be able to play this this show in a few months like i and bedridden, I like didn't know if I was ever going to walk again. It wasn't that serious. I didn't think it was but it just felt like it felt like dreadful. like we I, I didn't know how it was going to heal or whatever. It was just like a basic, I guess they call it a scope or whatever, but mm-hmm. um it, I don't know, it just was real fucked up, man like I like literally couldn't get up and down the stairs and stuff and um, yeah, it sucked. <laughs> Delve into the shadows of the mind. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. But, but we played the show, the show back, and uh, it was like one of the most amazing experiences ever. So
0: Yeah, I mean, probably all, feels all, that, good. all that tension and everything built up and your knee, oh, you're really like a yeah. giant, like just release of energy, right?
2: Uh, yeah, it's like we all get nervous. I'm sure you do too before you play, but this was a whole new ball of like, are we going to pull this off? also i hadn't seen hadn't been in a room playing music with those guys in a year yeah and that's like and and us playing music before that was just me in the studio with them i wasn't like we weren't performing or anything they were just tracking right so besides that it was over about two and a half years before i before we were on like playing music i never practiced with them i was practicing by myself and uh so yeah there were like there was a very big if, like, are we going to pull this off? And, like, literally, like, you know, I'm sure you know, like, the muscle memory click, click, clicks in about two songs in, and then you're yeah. like, oh, I'm fucking, I know. Yeah. This is like, <laughs> yeah, I know what I'm doing. Get off of me, man. I know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> do you,
0: do you do, during the pandemic, I've said this before because I really, enjoyed the pandemic way more than I should probably ever say publicly. <laughs> you know, like, was, that's, that's what Frank said. Right, it's it's like, I mean, you know, like you're, you're <laughs> a road dog. I'm a road dog. Like we know, I mean, it's, it was just, you know, forced or not, it was just like, Whoa, like this is nice to just reconnect with home life and, you know, yeah. wife and kids. I got wife and kids. So I was just like, you know, like I really, you know, like you, it was a very positive experience for me. Like really just great, positive experience.
2: I think it helped, helped me reevaluate what I, what I want to do as far as like being, being an artist and like playing music and stuff. And I definitely like before all this shit hit the fan, I was, I was in a bad way. Like I was in a real fucking bad way. Like I was doing two bands. I was overworked. Right. Like eight months out where we both bands were, full-on which is like took, took me gone like eight months out of the year for like i don't even i don't even know how many years like i mean there was a time where me and phil were like i don't remember we were breaking 200 shows a year right. for for like eight years or That's something and it, yeah it's
0: crazy it <laughs> it's a lot fucked of shows, up man. yeah
2: fucked up man and like
0: and you, you know, get, I started, you get I, into that groove and like, you're just in it. And like, you don't
2: even yeah. realize
0: how hard you're in it. Yeah.
2: It's a deadly groove, man. It, well, it can be, you know, it's like, I call it time traveling because it was just, once you hit a certain mind frame where you just like have to be somewhere for a certain amount of time, you just kind of like, like, like I was just digging in like my stuff, you know, like just drinking extra hard and like, partying way too hard and it went real it almost went real south you know like um that was kind of another part of like where i was like all right i'm like you know i want to focus on my shit for a little bit and then with with this stuff happening it just gave me a lot more extra time to to uh like reevaluate myself and uh figure my shit out because i'm you know I'm trying to go the long haul, you know, like whether it's, whether it's municipal waste or whatever is going on, you know, like, I'm, you know, yeah, I'm not, you know, it, it was, man, there's, there was times where I look back and I'm like, what the fuck were you thinking? And I know what I was thinking. I was just didn't care. Cause I just figured I'd, you know, I was just getting through, getting through that time, you know, that, t- that time and place, it, you know, it was just overworking yourself and, yeah, worrying about having like so many people rely on you it's it's, right. it's uh it's it's pretty fucking scary sometimes and it's a lot and sometimes that pressure can can really build up um yeah i listened to both our interview oh right on yeah
0: yeah he's great man fucking he was awesome
2: he lives down here by me
0: actually oh, does he oh, okay
2: yeah i haven't seen him but he, he lives about a half an hour south of me
0: yeah i mean would would gore have been a uh like a pivotal band for your i mean you guys are from richmond i mean they were kind of i mean they were
2: um you know how like this they had that joke the simpsons did at first yeah. like we always would run into that problem where gore did it first we were always like fuck man we'd have like a good joke and we're like fucking brocky got it <laughs> but uh they were, yeah, yeah, for sure. I would say, like, from our style of, like, you know, um, just, like, sense of humor and, like, we always, we've kind of made our world of, like, trauma-esque, like, thrash metal lyrics and, you know, tongue-in-cheek somewhat. Right. And, uh, yeah, I guess that was a little bit of Gwar's influence on us, but m- more importantly, I- guard like, taught us how to tour like yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't say they influenced us very much musically but like as far as like uh camaraderie and touring and like the way they are the way they run that fucking circus and like treat bands and out of that there's we learned so much in the 9 weeks we first toured with them it was like we came out of that like a totally different band so I mean, as far as yeah, uh, as far as that goes, they are they taught us a hell of a lot. What, like, what
0: era is that when you're touring with them for night? And they tour hard too. Uh, right? like they, do, they don't take fucking hardly any days off. They're like,
2: yeah, that know. was uh, '06, I think. 06. Okay. That was when Corey Corey Smoot was in the band. Corey Smoot actually recorded our second record. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah, we were real close with them. Dirks is still one of my one of my best friends. He we actually he watched the Guar movie here at my house for the first time. He was down here visiting and we just sat here and watched it. We were like crying and shit. documentary? Yeah. Yeah, that dude,
0: it's so good, right?
2: It's really good. It's
0: really, really fucking good, man. Like, it's so well done.
2: Yeah, man. And uh, fucking, yeah, Brocky was a good friend. And yeah, they, I mean, they were just great people. Still are. I mean, fuck, man. And getting Mike to sing is like, was like the no brainer move. Like, where I lived in a place called Colonial Heights, is south of R- Richmond, and Mike Bishop was like a fucking legend there. Like, when I was in high school, like, I guess he lived in Hopewell, which is a city nearby. But everybody there, all the skaters, everybody, like always talked about how cool Mike Bishop was. Yeah, and then, uh, having it now he's like the singer of war. It's played right. pretty
1: awesome. right? right. <laughs> with four
0: cocks and a and a and, four a, per, cocks. and a vagina and with a
2: teeth. pussy
0: <laughs> and a vagina with teeth. <laughs> I was like, "That's so." Because I asked him, I was like, "Do you have a huge cock?" Like, no, no, no. <laughs> but I have four cocks. <laughs> it's a good, it's a good question for guar. You know. It is. It's a great. I mean, it's the perfect question. <laughs> I think like, you're the singer of gore You got to have something going on. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I, I fucking loved Gore, man. When when, when I was like early 90s and I like went to all those shows and just every time, you know, we would wear a white shirt just to get covered in blood and just so much oh, fun. Yeah, so
2: yeah I got to so see fun. some cool shit like them early in the first time I ever saw Gore, uh, Casey Orr kicked me in the face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was in high school and I jumped on stage and I grabbed Dave sword because I'm an idiot and didn't know better. And Casey Orr came, was he was beancake at the time. He came over and fucking clobbered me right in my fucking face and I was like, alright. Lesson learned. Don't fuck with Gar's shit. I'm glad it wasn't uh, Bob Gorman though because he may be like a small dude, but that guy will fuck somebody up. Oh, yeah, Like, yeah. I've seen that dude level people. So yeah, I lucked out by getting kicked in the face by Casey Orr.
0: What's what's your favorite? What's your favorite tour memory from that? For is that your first tour, the Gore tour?
2: Oh, um, well, we would go do our own tours. Like um, we would play Houses and shit. I mean, when we started as a band, we were we had like six or seven songs, and we went on like a two week tour, and we're playing like Houses <laughs> from Rich from Richmond to Florida all the way down. Um, Just like, yeah, it was killer. So I mean, we always we were like road maniacs, like. From the get-go but um i can't I reading, remember i was reading
0: that it was always like kegger parties right
2: uh, not always keg parties but like the first show was definitely a crazy keg party in richmond on new years and uh
0: it's I, I think
2: uh, on, like, a I, lot of those tour on the first tour there's a few
0: i mean shows. i think that that's like one of those things that it's very american first of all it's a very american thing a kegger party you know like they don't really have that anywhere else <laughs> It's like you're in a backyard or you could be inside the house and there's just a big old fucking keg of shitty beer and everybody's <laughs> shit faced and you just rage <laughs> Dude,
2: in the we, backyard yeah. or in
0: the living room sometimes. Like you know.
2: Like 15 years ago, we played with a, a keg party, but in Europe with okay. suffocation and oh, benediction wow. and we were like, we were like this is like home oh my god and everybody got shit. the dudes in benediction got in a literal fist fight with each other oh, wow. <laughs> like, and we were like oh like it was like a scene when like and confused and like the moon tower were all like standing around cheering while they're like <laughs> and then they were like get up and go like fuck you man and I'm like keep hanging out you know <laughs> like what am i fucking high school again this is awesome <laughs> So yeah, that was my European keg party experience. I was like the only one I think I've ever been to. Yeah. And see so, yeah, suffocation played in like a backyard. It was fucking nuts, man. Like it was, it was great.
0: That's I mean, that's like that's, I mean, to me, like that's so, that's such a thrash metal thing, you know, like all my, all my very first shows were, were kegger parties, you know, like we're playing yeah, in somebody's that. backyard or somebody's living room and, some, and you just get fucking as drunk as you can play as fast as you can and, and hopefully not, you know, screw up your song.
2: <laughs> I, I think you and Phil were like the first, like early on, were the first like influential guys that we met on tour you know yeah. like we, we met like dr no and then we met you. you got you guys came out to well there was a curse you guys came out to, to see us twice yeah and both sh- both shows were we came like, out to see you in, in, in cleveland top
0: five. or no it, it was it, it, Detroit. cleveland no well we played we it together in
1: Yeah, Yeah, we played together.
0: Yeah, you guys guys jumped on the bill for a second, but we went and saw you. I want to say it was Cleveland and it was, I think it was Cannibal and Black Dahlia. And you guys were, it was Cannibal and Black Dahlia murder were on tour. We went to that show and then you guys were playing down the street and we went and saw you at a bar somewhere. And it was fucking great. I think I brought you guys a tray of shots. (laughs)
2: Yeah. It was amazing. We were like, those guys are so fucking nice
0: it was like a, it was that killer show it was fucking insane it was so fucking awesome to see you guys you know like
2: we well we had this joke whenever you guys showed up we would have like the worst show of all time like the Harpo show was notoriously like we like one time we went we were about 30 seconds into a song before we realized two halves of the members the other half of the band was playing different songs. We started at the same time, <laughs> two different songs. Oh, and I look back and you two are sitting on the side of the stage like... Uh.
0: We're like, sounds <laughs> good, bro.
2: <laughs> got, yeah, thumbs up, guys. Uh, These woo. guys are
0: pretty jazzy. <laughs> They're not even playing the same riffs.
2: <laughs> and Harper, because Harper's like, Harper's like this legendary Detroit place, Shit right? <laughs> Shit, hole. Hole. I didn't want to say it, but yeah, I mean... The sound there an is infamous,
0: not, but in, a fucking you know, a, a, an infamously charming shithole for sure.
2: <laughs> yeah, the sound guy was not like. Of course, we didn't have our own sound guy, and the sound guy was not friendly to us that from the venue. <laughs> so we're just kind of like, guess this is happening right now. <laughs> like, <fuck.
0: laughs> you know what's funny? I remember talking to you at that show. We had we were just hanging out before the show, and I guess was that still the art of partying like two 2000- thousand eight or 2007 like that yeah
2: that was maybe massive maybe in that era we usually take like five years to write a record i just remember
0: you guys were just like we're so sick of partying (laughs) you said that to me you're like i'm so sick of partying (laughs) because that's all like you write a record called the art of partying that's all anybody wants to do with you is party you're like
2: we knew it too we were like like when we were sitting in the practice space right like we were like should we call the album that we're like yeah, it's gonna get real annoying. <laughs> 20-year-old kid with a bottle of mad dog, like, you're not gonna drink this, man. I fucking <laughs> fucking party. And he's like, oh, man, I'm 45. Fuck. Sorry. <laughs> I'm hurting everywhere. <laughs> my liver's all fucked up.
0: My liver's gonna puke that mad dog
2: 4040 up. <laughs> it uh, pours. So yeah, we we're you know especially like yeah it gets it gets a bit much the, the older you get but I I feel like I, even in the song we we're like you can be straight edge and party right right like you know you don't have to be a fucking like alcoholic or something or you know like, <laughs> so we try to like set the line there but you know I don't know it was it was our way of like trying to bring some form of positivity into everything and you know like that's kind of what we meant by that not like shotgunning 400 beers every night (laughs) but it that's part of it i gotta say it makes for a
0: fantastic fucking show (laughs) like even just watching the show you know like it's i just thought you guys when you came rolled through with the uh at the decibel obituary tour oh you were there yeah, yeah. We didn't see each other. I hung out with Ryan almost the whole night, but uh, oh, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't run into you for some reason. I don't know. I,
2: don't I, was, know. I was still very uh, COVID paranoid. And also like just not getting sick. So I was kind of like being stealth about everything. What show, show were you at?
0: I was at the Berkeley show.
2: Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. It was That's a great. fucking
0: rager. It was killer. Yeah,
2: that, that was and really It's fun just like,
0: it. it's such a fun, it's such a fun time. You know, like you're, you're very lovable up there. Like the, every song's about fucking drinking or fucking partying. Or, and it's was just like, fuck, <laughs> you get, I mean, yeah. I don't know. For me, it just really took me, I mean, it always takes me back every time I see you, but it was just the fucking energy was just insane. It was awesome. Like I fucking but, loved it. I, I
2: feel like at the beginning of that tour, we kind of hit a stride where we're like, this tour has got to happen. You know, like I feel like oh, even a week fo- week before it was that, uh, you know, the, uh, what was the last variant? Omicron, uh, oh, right. Megatron. Right.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that was That's Megatron. Like, yeah, this is like uh, uh, <laughs> January or February, right? Like kind of the yeah, so it was, height of Omicron. It was,
2: <laughs> yeah, it was about a week. The week before it was like when it started to maybe cool down or they just weren't super talking about it. And we had a meeting. Um, you know, with Albert from Decibel, we were kind of like, we're worried about going out. Um, what are we going to do? You know, like, and then it's, and it was kind of like what everybody, everybody's just kind of like, you know, we're musicians. We're, we always take a risk when we go on tour, you know, it's just like, it's much more in your face this time. And we went and, and uh, I feel like once we hit that part of the coast, we were like, everybody on the tour was like, we got this like yeah. this tour is going fucking down and like it we're not we're not stopping like everything there was like a light at the end of the tunnel and not just for like to, that tour in general but I just kind of felt like a sigh the sigh of relief that kind of we're all slowly having after this fucking nightmare you know that, that of- felt real good it felt real good to be yeah. doing I mean, the show, was,
0: the show was slammed and people were raging it was like you know, it was a good vibe
2: yeah,
0: thanks, man. Thank you. What is, uh, is there a lot of, uh, you know, I've been talking to a lot of touring people who are just getting back into touring right now. Was there like a thing with like pre sales are super low, but then giant spike right before the show happens? Is that kind of what's going on?
2: I, I yeah, I feel like that the walk up is starting to be a thing, which I, like we always kind of walked up. A lot of people, because I feel like our fans just don't give a shit about buying tickets. (laughs) They don't really plan very far in advance, you know, they just kind of go with it. uh, So, so yeah, I definitely like, yeah, you can definitely see a spike in walk ups for sure. Yeah. I don't know. I I, I heard as opposed
0: to prior to the pandemic, prior to the pandemic, you might not have seen that big of a walk up.
2: Right, yeah, yeah. I feel like it would have been more people buying tickets. Now people are just kind of like, hey, maybe it'll maybe it'll happen. Like, I don't know if I'm. Got let, yeah, gotten let down a lot here.
0: I'm still <laughs> waiting to get my money back from all those other tours that I bought. <laughs> right, I know, right.
2: Yeah. What is it, Live Nation? I don't know.
0: <laughs> yes, well, <laughs> I mean, I, I got a buddy who's got like $500 worth of tickets that he's still waiting to get money back because they keep on rescheduling. So every time they reschedule, they can't get you can't get your money back. Cause like, well, yeah, it's still happening.
2: That's so weird, yeah. That's such a bummer, but it, <laughs> yeah. Well, it seems like knock on wood that we're through it,
0: yeah. You uh, you got a new record coming out too,
2: yeah, yeah. Electric we recorded brain. it like, yeah, electrified brain,
0: electrified, sorry, electrified on, brain. on nu-
2: nuclear blast records, and uh, yeah, we recorded it during. during the pande and uh, we fucking we went up to Philly and it was still kind of it wasn't like super red hot but it was definitely before all the variants and uh, we kind of s- slipped into Philly. I flew in from Florida and that was the first time I saw my bandmates. You know, like in a year or whatever. So we were all kind of like, "What up, dude?" We were like mailing. They would practice and they would mail me the songs and then I would like write the lyrics they all still, I, live, I, they
0: still live around each other everybody
2: yeah they all live in richmond yeah cool. we actually practice at the Guar spot
1: like, oh, right on. where they
2: yeah so but um yeah so they were practicing when they could um and uh so they would you know do their thing and then send me the songs and so yeah it was it was kind of fun writing a record like that like just being away from it and i would like if i wanted to like Reconstruct a song or something wasn't working out. I could, I, I met a guy like right next door to me who was like into like punk. It, like, he was like RKL's like his favorite band. Like, you don't need <laughs> a lot. Yeah. You don't need a lot. Of people like but, that. <laughs> da, 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 keep laughing. <laughs> That's my shit. And, yeah. uh, yeah. So yeah, we were like
0: Acre. RKL.
2: Yeah, man. And, uh, yes yeah, So he, I was like, and he knew, of course, knew, knew us and stuff. So that was really cool. And, and he was like an audio engineer so i was going over there and like rearranging parts of songs when when needed um and then i demoed the record like four times i've never done that in in my life that's killer (laughs) i would always do like one demo maybe like i would have like like massive aggressive i think i only demoed like five of the songs you know like I would just have them handwritten everywhere. This thing, I was like, when it it every song like four times, like send it back to them. They'd be like, oh, you say that word weird or that part sucks or that's too much, you know, and vice versa, you know, like it was cool. It was, it was uh, not as stressful. Me trying to explain a riff to my bandmates in the practice space while they're like trying to write songs, like I don't play an instrument. But I would imagine that's got to be the most nerve wracking shit in the world. Like, you know that part where you're like, yeah. I like, do that shit like four times, dude. They're like, like, get this guy out of here.
0: Yeah. I mean, n- normally you'd be writing with the band, right? Like you'd just be jamming. And yeah. kind of, do you do you freestyle? Like, do you do you have to have like lyrics written to be able to I've, try something or can you just make shit up on top of your head?
2: i definitely have done that right in music. Phil's fucking great, like um with that. Like I could d- I could mouth mouth some shit and Phil would would almost nail it. Like, oh wow. A lot of times. That was a lot for Iron and I would do, do shit like that. But yeah, that Phil's just fucking a fucking genius, man. There's something in that guy's brain that's like he can just get things real fast. Right. But yeah, so yeah, we've done all kinds of shit like that. I like the whisper demo. That's my favorite thing. I don't know if you do that where you're like, if you're like in your house and you got an idea, you like record on your phone, you're like, you know, singing the lyrics like this, you know, just so you can remember the vocal pattern. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Then you send that to your bandmates, and that's some weird shit. Right. They're just like, what
1: is this?
2: (laughs) (laughs) They're like playing it in the car with their girlfriend or something. You know, who knows what's going on? It's like weird shit. (laughs) i'm gonna kill you (laughs) You
0: (laughs) yeah that's cool though man that's that's what a great way to uh you know write it you know and 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 great way to make use of this crazy time and you know like you just adapt and do it this new way and
2: try it some new way yeah i started a band down, down here um in in saint petersburg with um paul from cannibal corpse so that's just like oh, been, sick. yeah that's been a real fun project too that's been going on so what's yeah, that it's cool man what's that called it's called uh heaven's gate
0: heaven's gate okay
2: yeah yeah like and after uh, the cult
0: that yeah that cult yeah
2: <laughs> we're gonna call it heaven's gate florida you know okay like florida chapter or whatever but okay um yeah so we recorded with arthur risk uh i'm never familiar with him but he did uh he just did the creator record which is pretty awesome yeah um he did he did uh, all the power trip stuff yes um play like um you you
0: recorded your parts at home or with your audio engineer guy there
2: yeah and then we said
0: this guy mixed it it. yeah yeah yeah
2: yeah cool i would just i I don't know i don't know how you do your stuff but um i was worried about traveling getting up there getting sick right or, or and just being able to have what I have here, and and to be able to like send it off, gave me like I could work on it
1: totally. for weeks, you, yeah, you know, totally. and, and yeah. get
2: get those the sound I wanted to. And me and that guy are like clicking too, like um, creatively. Yeah, as I mean, well. I would imagine
0: like some of your earlier records, you probably did like all the vocals in like one or two days or something, right?
2: Oh, yeah, I would <laughs> like imagine no um, time to do first
0: changes or like
2: four records, yeah. Fuck Ryan did waste them all. He did all. I think he did all the guitar takes, like first take, one like in the tank, and then that's yeah. it. He d- double it up. That's pretty that's
1: sick. Yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, sick. Yeah, it was awesome.
2: <laughs> it's that record's wild, man. I go back, and then my vocals on that are like, ah! like the whole time, like. And that was, you know, we that was we. I think we did that whole record in like two days or a day, like, you know, it's a lot different now. We yeah. have time. Yeah. we're a little bit more pickier in our in our age. We're like, now we're like, oh, like, there's going to be more than, like, our 20 friends listening to this, so maybe we should put a little bit more time into
0: it. Yeah, and it's nice to have, you know, <laughs> to have the money to do that and, like, you know, a little bit of time to, like, okay, did, could this be better? Or...
2: Yeah, and I feel like, man, Nuclear Blast has been so rad to us. Like, it's just, we're real stoked to be on that label, and they've just been, like, you know, we'll throw some wacky idea. Like, we have a lot of really cool shit in the works. We'll throw some wacky ideas their way. Um, And they're just like, well, all right, yeah, okay. (laughs) So, it's cool. We have, like, three videos in the works. Killer. We just just did a video with Norman Cabrera and um, like, fucking Rick Baker was there and it's just like all this crazy horror effects and
1: Oh, kill it.
2: It was fucking incredible, man. Like, I was like, I'm living like my dreams as a child. Like, you know, like, it was, it was insane, man. Like, yeah, it's just really fucking cool. So, yeah, I mean, we have the, the, I'm extremely happy with how the record came out and uh, the sound of it and all the other shit that is like snowballing from those songs. Like, I don't know when this will air, but um, if it's after the nineteenth, we'll have another song out at this at that time. So.
1: Yeah, this
0: will come out. Yeah, you got Grave Dive out right now, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and, yeah and then yeah, thanks. And then uh, yeah, and then we'll have a song into a week and a half. Another yeah. song.
0: And the record drops when?
2: July. <laughs> I should probably know that. July. <laughs> I think it's yeah it's July. I want say it's like, July. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's gotten pushed around so many times. Um, I know the vinyl, you know, the like, fucking vinyl with the, the pandy, <laughs> the vinyl.
0: Right, the fucking vinyl, man. Yeah,
2: yeah it's yeah. like
0: nine months, nine month wait for vinyl. It's like who wants to do that? Because yeah. fucking Drake is you know printing three hundred thousand pieces of vinyl, like you bastard.
2: Man, if I had money. I would do whatever I could to start a pressing plant because that's where the money is. And I said that shit 20 years ago. I right. was like, you better, that's where the money is. You own a pressing plant. Now it's like crazy. It's like right. owning a house or something.
0: Fucking A. <laughs> now I saw the vinyl. Var- you got a bunch of cool vinyl variants going, right? The splatter and the colors. Yeah. Yeah, that's the shit.
2: You guys do that too?
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think that I, don't, I, I think like we only we're only doing black vinyl for like retail. Like, uh, you know, it seems like everybody just wants the crazy shit, you know. So we're like, I, I,
2: w- I prefer black vinyl. Yeah, and and they they say it sounds better.
0: Right, I've heard that too.
2: But now, now I've heard it sounds better, and then now they're like, oh no, not, that was just how it used to be. It's not like that anymore. But I'm like, black probably still sounds better. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I never. I, I mean, I used to have like picture discs and stuff. I used to have a Witchfinder General picture disc. Remember that band? They were kind of like a Fuck yeah. like a doomy sludge band, very Sabbathy. Yeah,
2: yeah. It was of yeah,
0: like, their first album. Was like dudes all dressed up in like 1800s wear, and then like yeah, yeah. chick with her fucking tits all hanging out. <laughs> on <a> picture <laughs> I was like on a picture disc. I was like, this is the best picture disc ever.
2: Here, oh, yeah, look at this. I had hey, it on my it wall. This, uh, that's yeah,
0: there's my that's oh shit it. sick. <laughs> <laughs> so that
2: is. I'm, I'm showing them my record collection for people listening what's all the art
0: on the background
2: oh this is just um i got a ton of art i have art all over the fucking place this um, is
0: your art or is this like friends no
2: just stuff that, um band, mostly band related or friends like that's like this is like my hot sauce and oh, okay, um, this okay. is housey. that was like a waist shirt or that was a napalm death tour this is a, a rick clayton um Rick, I don't know if Rick Clayton did all the um, suicidal tendencies artwork oh, like those okay. gnarly skulls
1: and wow yeah okay. that's like an original
2: of uh, his. Here's the fucking uh, art of partying cover. That's the original.
0: Oh, that's the original thick.
2: Yeah, yeah, wow, man. That's awesome. I got that one. Yeah. Oh, um, I got yeah I got a lot of crazy that's, Is that that's all ink or paint? I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this right here is my baby though. This is my check your head. Put. Po- by Check Your Head LP autographed by all three of the Beastie movies. Oh shit,
1: dude, that's <laughs> it's
2: like, sick. It's my favorite,
0: but it's good stuff, man. Yeah, that's cool. I didn't, I, you know, I never knew that. You know, you find out all kinds of things like when you talk to people like this. Like that's kind of cool. Next
2: time, next time you're in Florida, um, yeah, definitely check it out. St. Pete is just a really cool town. It's 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 really beautiful, and uh, like the metal shows. Are fucking sick, man. We have like this um, really beautiful venue. You probably played there called Janice Landing. That's yeah. that's where I, that's where I saw I saw the Beastie Boys there when I was a kid. It was the first show I ever went to it was Beastie oh, Boys shit. there.
0: That's your first yeah. show. Wow. That's a good yeah, yeah, show, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. Really my mom show.
2: my mom dropped me off and I sat there all day. I listened to sound check. They Florida? came up to me yeah. in St. Petersburg. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
0: Because you're yes, the, I your, I, your I grew up are, here. Okay.
2: Yeah. And they moved me up there when I was in high school. And then I just, they moved back. I stayed. Okay. Yeah. So it's kind of weird.
0: You kind of grew up in St. Pete.
2: Both. I mean, yeah, but I really didn't get into music as far as like the scene or, you know, like punk scene or metal scene, like until I moved to Richmond, that's like where I really like. They were took par- me where your parents there.
0: split up. Is that why, like, you were going back?
2: Yeah, back- oh, yeah, that God. was pretty so you much the you time know, with I, dad
0: I, in Richmond and mom in St. Pete.
2: Yeah, opposite, but yeah, yeah, okay, exactly. Yeah, gotcha. And then my mom's like, I want to move back to Florida, and I'm like, I'm not moving again. Like, <laughs> I, you know, I went to three different high schools, it was crazy, man. So, uh, like, I claim, I claim both Richmond and Florida. Like, I, I love both those places very much. Yeah, Florida, I mean, St. Petersburg. <laughs>
0: So your mom takes you to Beastie Boys. So you're obviously like you're watching, you're like MTV kid, probably. And you like you're yeah. loving the Beastie Boys. And your mom, you're like, mom, take me to the Beastie Boys.
2: Yeah. Rollins band open. Oh There's shit. Like, wow. So I was like sitting in the very front row and like Rollins like spitting in my face and I was like <laughs> waiting for the waiting for the Beastie Boys to play. I have no how idea. Do, how, how does, how, how does like Rollins band. on stage?
0: Is Rollin band go over good? Or is are people just kind of like, eh?
2: Uh, from what I remember, well, what I remember, um, it was a mixed, mixed feelings. But I, I want, but once I left, I bought a Rollins Band CD yeah. and then got into Black Flag. I did, I did everything opposite. Right. You know, I was, I was a 90s kid, so it was like, you know, like, you know, Lollapalooza, everything's right, right, mixed right. together. You're in like, I'm in the rap and I'm in the fucking metal and punk, you know, and, ish, yeah, yeah. You know like Mazzy Star Rules, and Pavement Sick and DRI. And you're like, it's <laughs> like,
0: what? <laughs> <laughs> no, I got to say, at BC Boys, though, I, I've seen the BC Boys, fuck, man. I saw the BC Boys, like, probably 20 times. And they were oh, always man. a killer band live. Yeah, you know, like a yeah. fucking great like i saw them as their rap version but most of the times you know but i saw them tour with sick of it all where they did like their punk yeah play. yeah and
2: then they were you know, telling like, me about that yeah yeah i was, didn't just, i didn't know that like lou was like i i didn't know that they toured together yeah um, and then the, like a few years ago we toured with sick of it all one of the many times and lou's like he's like you know we toured of them we were like probably talking about it because you know we took we tour to them. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, we did a, we did a, a tour with beastie boys. And then he started explaining to me all the shit. He said they would like take them snowboarding, like beastie boys that would just take sick of it all, like snowboarding and shit when they're like at oh, right. a day, had a day off, you know, I'm like, fuck God, oh, that sounds so crazy. It's like
0: That sounds yeah. fun as fuck. <laughs>
2: fun- <I> know, right?
0: <laughs> I'd like- love to go snowboarding with the beastie boys. That would be fucking a blast.
2: I'd love to see them but
0: sick of it all, you know? Right. <laughs> it, you know what? It was a cool thing too, cause like this was like the height of uh it's the height of Intergalactic. So they're fucking, you know oh, yeah, like yeah. it's fucking massive, dude. Like it's just they're a you know into the stratosphere. That record's huge, yeah. and then they just go and they're like, "We're going to do a punk tour, like and just play like underplay." They just played three and four hundred seat clubs, and we're taking Sick of It All. <laughs> and I yeah. was just like, I heard about uh, it because I knew some of the Sick of It All dudes, and I was like, I you have to get me in to, to this show. You gotta love it. You gotta love that. That's so respectable,
2: you know.
0: Uh, and it was good. And, you know, <laughs> they they I, Sick of it all. You know, like the I don't know what the audience expected. You know, like it wasn't they were I think the audience was hoping for Intergalactic and Paul's <laughs> boutique and you know. Yeah, but.
2: yeah. They probably didn't even know that there used to be a punk But band Yeah. They're, they're like they're only
0: on they're here? only playing the punk, you know, the only those first the first album and like, you know, that kind of halfway album after it where it was like half punk and like half rap or oh, whatever yeah. it was.
2: <laughs> yeah. I love that shit. Yeah. Um I I got to um me and my girlfriend went to see, we were at the filming of the, of the movie the first night in Philly. They, uh, I don't know if you saw the Beastie Boys movie on, no, uh, no, I haven't. on On Apple Plus, whatever. But it's like a live show. And they kind of go through like a slideshow, like the history of their lives. And and I, I was sitting, like Spike Jones is like, I was sitting in the seat in front of his editing Spice, spot, yeah. you know? And I was oh, like getting chills. It was just crazy being a part of that, like getting able to be able to see that. And then the next day we went to Gettysburg and stayed at one of the most haunted hotels in the world.
1: Ah, what's that?
2: <laughs> I forget the name of it, but it's, it's wild. It's like, um, it's like where the Gettysburg battle happened, but on the side of the building, it's just littered with bullet holes still from. Oh, the Civil War. Shit. Wow. And, uh, we went and stayed in, and you know, it's like a bed and breakfast deal. And the room looks all old. It's like dolls and shit in it. Okay. And, uh, dolls oh wow that'd be creepy like i mean it's just, like <laughs> old you know like, yeah, yeah. And it, like what smelled like an old place and everything it's apparently like super haunted i slept like a baby but my girlfriend was just like up all night like it's like
0: <laughs> <laughs> the fucking dolls are looking at me
2: <laughs> it was a great weekend and then yeah yeah and then we went and saw hate breed play so. played with hate breed actually yeah
0: oh okay right on <laughs> awesome great weekend yeah, that, that does sound like a good one. Yeah, the Beastie Boys, I, don't, I, I was crazy about, um, did you ever go like backwards? Did you get into Paul's Boutique by the Beastie Boys?
2: Oh, that's like one of my favorite records. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: that, I mean, that record's like,
2: like, that's
0: like a top 10 Desert Island record for me.
2: Like, yeah, yeah. I fucking sure.
0: love Paul's Boutique. Like,
2: yeah, it, me it, too.
0: Just top to bottom. It's just, it's a fucking, you should, it's a genius record
2: you should really watch that movie because it, that whole era is real funny. Cause like they were like down and out. Like they, like you always kind of thought that that band was just like, everybody loved them, but there was like a real low in their career.
0: People didn't, and just, people didn't like uh, Paul's boutique when it came out. Like yeah, we're like, where's the part. fight for your right to party, man? Like
2: I know, fucking love, love that shit when it came out, man, I, I, I love that shit. I like, I was, doing Beastie Boys songs at my middle school, like talent show. Like oh, two of my friends shit. that didn't really know the words, awesome. you know, but I'm like, Crap, ass <laughs> up. I love Ad Rock. I did that in elementary school. No, middle school and high school. I did Beastie Boys with my friends. That's cool. And I was always, I was always Ad Rock. I had to be Ad Rock. He was, right. my
0: favorite. I, I, he was the man. I liked Ad Rock. Ad Rock with the <laughs> mca was cool too and i never yeah they're all d, i loved mike d but he had some funny rhymes but he, i don't know he ad Rock <laughs> was my dude <laughs> like
2: it's funny now i wa- now i watch interviews and i'm kind of like fl- flippy like i kind of go ah, i don't want to get i don't want talk shit on them because they're like my favorite all of them rule but like mike d and that, like once you watch that movie you're kind of like oh mike d's like hilarious man he like.
0: Yeah. He was always, he especially, always had a good, especially, he had a really good he, sense of humor.
2: Yeah. Especially like the Paul's boutique era too. He was just like getting fucked up, like raging. But yeah. the whole, another real funny thing about that is that, that, that time frame of the band, I'll, I'll quit talking about these, but, oh. but uh, they had like a closet, like, so, so capital records like gave them all this money to stay in LA for like a, like a long time. So they, they used the budget for the album to rent out this like old like famous disco lady's house that lived in the hills okay so that that hey ladies video where they're like in the pool and everybody's wearing like all these crazy 70s outfits and like mike b's kind of like basically they were just partying there one night and broke open this closet that they weren't supposed to get into and it was just full of 70s clothes so that video is just that from them like raiding the closet and like putting clothes on and like (laughs) walking around and they were like just start going out in public dressed like that and i was like that's just so funny like to me like i can't imagine how much fun those dudes were having at that that point in time (laughs) where their career they were just like we're probably Done like let's yeah. just blow all this. Well, money you gotta
0: re- <laughs> you gotta remember too, and I could talk about the BC boys forever. So we don't need to we don't need to move <laughs> Like they had s- they were. I mean, I remember like I was a, I was a teenager, like I was a pretty young teenager, but I was like still like I was going out like on the strip and like you know you'd hear cars cruising like that was when cruising was very popular in the Bay Area. Like oh yeah. just be, be like hundreds of cars just driving up and down the street. And I remember there was a time when every single car that drove by was playing the Beastie Boys. I mean, there wasn't a single card not playing Fight for Your Right to Party or Brass (laughs) Monkey or, you know, any of that shit. And I was like, holy fuck, like, this is a thing. Like, these guys, like, it's just crazy. And, uh, And then... And then that, and, and you know, what did they sell? Like six or seven million copies. Like it's just,
2: oh, phenom- yeah.
0: It's a phenomenon. They've got fucking Carrie King is in the fucking No Sleep till Brooklyn video. And like, they tour with like,
2: Madonna. Like, right. And they open for Madonna on a like a virgin tour. Right makes no sense right right. but they were just so
0: fucking big and then they go out with run dmc and that's when it's like okay like you know this is a rap this is like real rap and like yeah appreciate it because it's run dmc is giving them the blessing and uh and then they come out you know they get they find out like all this shit about rick rubin you know, Rick Rubin and Def Jam have kind of ripped them off like blind. They've got yeah. barely any money. And then they're like we went off the fucking label. Like fuck you. They have this big fallout with Def Jam. Then they get signed to Capital and it's like Capital doesn't know where to put them. They're like we
1: don't what's the
0: disco like with the disco clothes like we want to you know <laughs> we want you to barge into the jocks house and smash shit.
2: <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like we don't want to do that yeah that's yeah that's like a big it was a big deal was the whole uh fight for your right to party or two they want you know they kept saying that they we want part two right and they're like right. we don't like
0: they're we don't like we want to make a legit hip-hop record like yeah a, like they like they are like <laughs> we're hip-hop we want to make a fucking real hip-hop record you know
2: we're smoking weed now we're not crushing budweiser <laughs> we're smoking <laughs> dust. <laughs> <laughs> smoking dust <laughs> Um, But yeah, that was uh, really cool to to be able to see that. Like one of the first like records I ever got, or or not even mine, I snuck into my brother's room and took his uh, license to Hill cassette. And we throw a little Beastie Boys references sometimes in our shit. Like there's, we do a music video for Fatal Feast and there's like a spaceship in it. Like we did this like us on a spaceship and on the side of the plane on the Beastie Boys, cover it says 3m ta3 which is right, eat right. me backwards and uh so we put we put that on on our <laughs> spaceship <Nice. laughs> so we had the same number as the plane on license the like, our, our spaceship Ah, <laughs> oh, that's too good that is yeah, too we, like, we like to sneak shit in there like that see if yeah. people notice
0: does anybody ever notice <laughs> does anybody I,
2: oh my god i think like i've a seen a thing. couple yeah, I think I've seen a couple of people make comments. Not as many as I know, but, um, you know. <laughs>
0: right. what's so, what That's songs, a good what, thing, I guess. What songs, uh, what Beastie Boys songs are you doing for uh, your talent shows?
2: Oh, uh, one year, it was Shake Your Romp. And then it was, so I did it three times. Shake Your Romp. That's on um, Pulse, oh, Pulse boutique. boutique.
0: Yeah, that's the jam right there.
2: So then, and then I did, um, what was it? there were definitely it was past the mic and there was one off of ill communication too. I can't even remember what song that was. So I did it three times.
0: Okay. No sabotage or anything?
2: No, no. Okay. It's too easy. I gotta be rapping.
0: Right, like, right. Can you still remember the, the Paul's boutique rap? <laughs> Um, or sorry, the shake your uh, rump rap
2: well, I'll rock a house party at the top of hat. the hat
0: And I'll beat it, bite it down <laughs> with the loon and the bat <laughs> A lot of people, they be been just <laughs> to hear me rock, them. They they rock staring at staring at the mic i am staring
2: at the radio up, on up on my, Like a pimp I I I'm i All right, We gotta go back and forth We gotta practice this I'm pampering. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, Just me,
0: but limping
2: Arrested at the Mardi Gras, jumping on on the the boat. My man MCA's got a beard like a Billy Goat. Ooh, ooh, is my disco call. You heard about? You're like,
0: ooh, ooh, is my disco call MCA. (laughs) 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 I'm getting roped y'all. The routines I bust, and it's to rhymes that I write, and I'll be busting routines and rhymes, rhymes on like the like Kitten like like Burgers, the like chicken burgers and you be taking your, you your nose
2: and I'm, I'm on time, on time home, homie. That's, that's how, it, how goes. it goes. You heard my you style, style, but I think you disappoint. a point. The video's <laughs> great because he's taking a bong. He's like taking bong hits, <laughs> right? That VHS tape is so sick, and you can't fucking find it anywhere. I was Not say, what's
0: YouTube. that? What's the, what's the VHS tape?
2: I have it, but it's it's a fucked up VHS tape. What is but, it like,
0: um, It's Paul's boutique.
2: It's all the videos from. Um, well, there's a Lights of the ill one, and then there's then there's one that's like that that era. Paul's oh, okay. boutique videos, and there's like all like videos for like B sides and shit. And they were just like go out in a park. You ever Georgie's girl? It's like, Mm -hmm. it's like Mike D singing. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, it's like all those videos and they, they, um, the, the, what the fuck was that called? There, there's the license to ill VHS tape. And then the one skills to pay skills to pay the bill. Okay. Okay. Second VHS. tape. That fucking thing was more influential to me than any other albums because I watched that fucking VHS tape religiously and it was, it was just their videos and their energy. And it was like, there was like graffiti art and just right. skateboarding and like just fun shit. And it, it really was influential to me, like making me want to play music like, like that. Like I want to have, like fu- I, I want to put that out there, that kind of like, phone energy like here's what we're fucking doing and, and you should be doing this too right you know like enjoying enjoying your time on this earth you know yeah.
0: no I, that's <laughs> amazing to hear you know that's that's really cool how influential that was you know i can like, as as I'm, I'm, like thinking about <laughs> municipal waste i can totally see that you know like,
2: i mean like honestly I, I swear like i that was like the idea was to be like a sort of thrash metal version of the beastie boys in my brain not like i'm sure ryan's perception of it is a hundred times different but that that's what makes makes us the band we are you know like right. there's there's different ideas getting pushed in there and what and we're both very stubborn and you know we both like to push our thing in there you know so it's yeah. good
0: yeah where do you where do you guys meet
2: uh, we, I think one of the first times I hung out with Ryan was at at DRI show. Actually, like one of my met, met, like we played shows together. I was in like a, um like skate punk kind of band called JRS, and uh and he was in this band called the Flesh Eating Creeps, and we would play shows together. Ryan was an amazing bass player. Um, oh yeah, okay. And so he was like in this like kind of sloppy punk band that was awesome. But he was up there, just like da, 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 like just Shredding. walking the dog. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, we would always
0: well. And what what is JRS? What's that stand for?
2: James River Scratch. I should pull out one of the seven inches. We we did a record on Beer City Records, like okay. a skateboard company. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I mean, this is like I, this is like my band when I was in high school. Like we were, you know, started, and then just kind of like. Put a seven inch out it took us like two years to to uh write and record and and release a seven inch <laughs> that's how we were back then and uh yeah so yeah we met at um one of the either probably one of the shows we played together and or um one of the shows like that we were at i just i remember we were really hanging hard at the dri show punishing the hell out of Kurt. I don't oh. think he remember. I don't think he remembers that, but I have
0: photos. So you guys were yeah. You're, t- <laughs> so you're you're talking to the DRI guys, like you get.
2: Oh yeah, get yeah. we well you know, know. Kurt was yeah, Kurt's my buddy. We're, we're, we're homies. Yeah. But back then, back then we were just little kids that were like, you know, standing by the merch table while he's trying to sell shirts, there and right, out, you know, right. asking them <laughs> fucking every every annoying question in the world. Yeah.
0: What? What? And, uh, what? What? Do, can you remember what album that is? Is that like Four of a Kind? Or I'm trying to think of later oh, DRI records.
2: I would say it, no. It was like
0: Thrash Zone or Dealing with It or something.
2: I don't. I don't even think they were on an album cycle. It was like late. Right. I mean, you know, it was this They'd is oh two thousand yeah, ninety nine. Yeah yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know. When was the last like full studio album they did? They had. They had, had one, one more definition. Four.
0: Yeah, I think that was it. Definition. After, yes. Yeah, I
2: I saw after. them. On, I saw I lived in Florida because I saw the definition tour in Florida. Okay. So yeah, it was definitely it was after that, and I think that was like they were probably just doing, you know, doing a little tour or something, right? Um. So the, yeah, so it's funny. The punishment continues for Dri because we recorded our first seven inch uh, at at my house <laughs> where I was living. <laughs> Sounds like it was recorded at my house too. And uh, we, went, we went and quickly loaded up our gear and we're like, we're going to go to the DRI show. We're like, well, our gear's in the car, so we're just going to go play the DRI show. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> and, they're like, and, and so we showed up, with, brought our gear, carried our gear in, and we're like, oh, we're the open band. And the club's like, cool, all right.
1: <laughs> That's awesome.
2: That's and we fucking
0: that is fucking set, so ballsy.
2: <laughs> set our shit up and played. And we're like, they're going to love us. They're going to see us, and they're going to love us.
0: <laughs> and and this, we played. This play. is waste? This is municipal waste? This is
2: municipal yeah. waste. Oh, yeah. This yeah. is yeah. like literally the day we finished recording our first 7-inch. And we set up, we played, and they didn't see us. They weren't there. Right. <laughs> they were there at the hotel room or wherever the fuck they're. Right. They're getting, they're getting dinner. They're not watching us. <laughs> like, I think there's like 10 people in the room. We're like, hell, yeah. And we got the hell out of there before they realized. But, that the, we but then, to on, t- but then on top of
0: the fact that you boldly went <laughs> in and blagged your way, blogged your way onto being on it, opening the DRI show, you then had the cred to be like, well, we just opened for DRI. So, you know,
2: <laughs> you got to put us on more shows
0: because now we're opening yeah. for DRI.
2: We're, we're established musicians now.
0: <laughs> we're professional. <laughs> we're professional now.
2: Uh yeah. Those are the other days. Was DRI yeah, Ryan, that Ryan night was great. Uh, yeah, they're great. Yeah. yeah. They were, it was a small show, like upstairs, um, at this this uh bar. I think the bar's still there in Richmond called McCormack's. Yeah. They're great.
0: They were my
1: uh,
0: DRI was my second uh thr- thrash. I don't know if I call it thrash, my punk second like punk metal whatever show that I ever went to. My first, yeah. my first one was Exciter on the Heavy Metal Maniac tour. Oh wow! And then uh, DRI was the DRI on the Violent Pacification EP.
2: Oh my god! It, that's a so record, cool. record
0: release record release show for the Violent Pacification EP. And uh,
2: yeah, that's pretty fucking sick. It was, pretty, was it was
0: wild. It was like it was only so me and my it was me and my friend Leroy, and then there was these two punk rock girls who we knew and they had an older brother who was a metalhead. And so we knew them because of the older brother. Cause we were metalheads and he, but we became friends with them and they're like, yeah, like they're like, fuck all that metal shit. You need to go to a punk show. And we're like, yeah, like, okay, take us. They're like, yeah, we're going to go. to So they were like all friends with the SF skins. And that's like all oh, the, wow. the skinhead crew that was fucking ran SF at that point. And this is like, this is before kind of, you know san francisco at this point was very much like just like it was in a depression like fucking buildings where there's squats everywhere abandoned buildings everywhere is this, way before the tech boom ever happened and, is this uh,
2: before they lived there this no they lived they there lived yeah there? they lived they, there. okay right. they had
0: just lived there kurt was living in a tree
2: <laughs> oh i know about this i <laughs> heard about
0: this he <laughs> wrote a book <laughs> about it they were telling yeah it's actually a great book uh, i read that we did a yeah, he gave me that book. I forgot about that. The girls that were just like, yeah, he lives in a tree, were like, holy shit, that's crazy. Like, so we get there, and they're taking us to all these fucking squats where these skinheads live, and all these punk rockers live, and it's it's fucking gnarly. Like It's fucking like, you know, we're oh, just like in. 15-year-old suburban kids. These motherfuckers are like shooting heroin, and fucking, we're like, oh my God, this is nuts. And, uh, you know, we go in there, and the the SF skins, like, they're fucking big, gnarly, fucking mean dudes and we get in there and we're just like we've got hair like i'm like trying to cover my hair with my flannel i'm like oh my god and uh we walk in and and this i'll never forget it the long-haired dude with really long hair comes in he like pays his five dollars to get in and he like starts kind of like walking in all tough and this big skinhead named dagger who's like the leader the name's dagger just walks up and he goes no long hairs and just drops the dude like out cold and we're like oh my god we're going to die like we're going to fucking die so
2: tucking your hair and oh,
0: I, I like my flannel's going up higher now I'm like fuck and uh they play I can't even remember who opened but uh but uh but they start playing and it's just it's just like a 45 minute long fight like it's just nothing. Oh my god! Huge yeah. linebacker size skinheads just fighting and fucking. At one point, some dude jumps up and he t- breaks a bottle and he fucking just stabs it into his thing and he starts smearing the blood and then he just stage dives back into the ground I'm like, holy shit! I mean, it was insane. Yeah, see, see, like it was seeing fucking-
2: them and, and seeing them at that era in that town. Like holy fucking shit, man! That's like. That's like watching an early Slayer show or something. I would imagine like yeah. as far as violence goes, or it just was, insanity, it was, right? I mean, but,
0: it was terrifying and thrilling. <laughs> and, and I left there going, I need more of this. Like I need more <laughs> of this. Like I got to go do this. This is what I want. I want to be around this all the time.
2: <laughs> yeah. Wild. They were very, very influential on us as well. We love like gangrene and like, uh, you know fucking the accused it the accused is like fucking yeah. really big influence for us um too we and we we played the last show one of the last shows in the bay area with with tommy and blaine oh and shit. the Killer. same band together because now they don't play together sadly
0: right yeah. um, martha splatterhead was a sick
2: record Love yeah that. i just bought that sitting right here i just <laughs> I just bought a reissue of that oh, sitting right shit. next to me Really? <laughs> yeah my buddy, my buddy has a skate shop uh, in Melbourne Florida and he was selling that and I was like I think like my copies beat the hell I'm gonna buy this so I can keep listening to it it's one of the best yeah. records
0: yeah, we did, <laughs> violence played a show with them uh, back in the day. G B H accused and violence, but I, d- I didn't Holy really. Holy shit, dude! I got, That's
1: to, like I my- got
0: to know. Uh, I didn't get to know. <sighs> t- I didn't really. We didn't really talk to any of them at that point. I got to know Tommy later on when he was in that uh, grunge band Grunt Truck. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he wow, was super nice cool. guy,
0: like the fucking coolest guy, like just super nice guy.
2: If there if there's any uh, accused fans listening, uh, my buddy Jared turn me on to his. He has this band, I don't know if they're active or whatever, but it's called Water Ghost. Okay. Which is like, that's such a cool band name. It is. But um, if you look up on YouTube, Water Ghost, um, you know, Thrash or I don't know, whatever fucking, um, you can find it and it rips. It's like that gnarly Tommy guitar tone. And it's just like yeah. fucking killer, killer shit. Like um, whenever I mean the cues, fan like in the past year or so that since I've heard it I've been telling people about it like yo check this shit out man it's like pretty nasty I don't know how old it is or anything another thing (laughs) if for accused fans that people might not know exist um there's a band from Florida called Denial Fiend and and for some reason I'm not sure exactly what happened Terry Butler's in it and uh there's a fucking record where Blaine sings on it and oh, okay. it fucking smokes, dude. It fucking smokes. So, yeah, if you're ever looking for, if you're do, trying to do a deep dive on What's a cute shit. Called? Denial but, Fiend? Denial Fiend, yeah. Denial. I don't even, I've been trying to get, yeah. I've been like, I've been punishing Terry to get me a copy of the LP because I want it. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm on> it. <laughs> so, if you hear that shit, hear it, Terry fucking mail me that shit.
0: What's the what's the next what's the next video for um for electrified brain? Electri-fried,
2: electrified Electrified Why am I, I not <laughs> say
0: that electrified
2: brain? <laughs> I like it.
1: Electrified. <laughs> <laughs> it, it could work too. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. It's delicious. Um we got uh, we're doing we have two things. I'm not sure which is gonna come out first, but the video that we just shot with Norman Cabrera, look him up on IMDb. It's fucked up. Like, okay. the shit that he... Look up Norman Cabrera on IMDb. Like, the dude has been a part of so much incredibly cool shit. He did, like, the makeup effects for Hellboy. Oh, he did... All right, if you're, do you remember Summer School with Mark Harmon? Remember that movie? Mm-mm. This is a deep cut. <laughs> all right. Well, all right. There's this movie from the 80s called Summer School, um, starring Mark Harmon.
0: Like a slasher flick? N-
2: no, it's like a comedy, but there's these two characters in it, where these two young kids, and the kid has like Fangoria shit, mask, and gore everywhere. And his name's Chainsaw. And they're, they're Chainsaw and Dave. And they're like the kids, the, the comedy relief in the show. And okay. Anyway, the character Chainsaw is. Based on Norman when he was a kid whoever wrote the movie fucking film and was like like wrote this character about him <laughs> and I remembered it as a, as a kid like growing up anyway uh, Norman has been involved in, in special effects horror um, in that scene from since back then and he's a fucking genius and working with him is pretty incredible so yeah that that we have like a a music video coming out with him that should be it's got to be within a month and then we have an animated video that's coming out real soon too that we haven't even seen yet either we've seen like let's say it's like 60 percent done right now we're just like biting our nails because we know it's like so cool like it's the the animated shit i was like cry laughing like like it's so funny it's like
1: (laughs) it's it's like
2: it's over violent, the yeah, yeah, killer. Yeah, yeah. Killer. Yeah, yeah it's like are
0: you oh, are you God, animated uh, are you animated in it oh, yeah. or is it, yes oh, yeah. that's killer yeah, yeah, yeah. did of you course. give yourself like total like you know uh thundercats bodies and <laughs>
2: you know, like, oh, that's so funny i was like i was like can you make me not look look as fat as the last time as he. did <laughs> so he didn't make me buff or anything but uh you know, no, he, he looked me, me up a little bit like, i'm on the animation diet i guess so like <laughs> i was like the last video he, he they animated one for us fuck yeah. man probably like eight years ago or something and uh yeah like it's like you know big round face you know like <laughs> i'm like yeah all right that's me i get it but like, come on man make me look like a, a little <laughs> <bit>. <laughs> uh, sorry I keep looking down at my dog my dog's being really cute right now she's really cute
0: nice <laughs> uh, take me back to take me back to growing up take me back to young Tony Forresta
2: all right where where you wanna, where you want to go here when you when you, you want to you, you go to virginia are you,
0: or you are go your to, yeah i mean you're I, I don't know if it's florida or virginia where it starts but do you are, you, are your parents musical like are they are you exposed no. to music a lot like through them
2: my mom was in choir um yeah my mom my mom was in choir but yeah that's about it my dad's not very artistic at all he was like he used to, when we were kids he was like the mean italian gangster kind of dad. I mean, he, you know, he just works hard and, you know, you know just like kind of intimidated everyone in the neighborhood. But um, he ended up being a really, he's, he's a cool ass dude now. So we get along really well. Maybe when we were younger, it was a little different, but now he's like, he's pretty fucking awesome. And um, my mom was is killer. She, she um, was always supportive of my shit even though it caused conflict in their relationship you know like i was just not good in school um i was a handful i partied really hard yeah yeah but, no,
0: i mean like not like young like young
2: i wasn't like doing blow and shit or anything like that but i was like i drank a, a good amount like I would say when I was like 17, 18. Yeah,
0: like, but when you're like when you're yeah. just like a kid kid, you're not like are you just into sports? Are you into like Star Wars or anything? Or like
2: Yeah, I was doing? on the I was on the wrestling team. Um well, I was in the Star Wars. I surfed a lot. Like down here, I was like hanging out with like a lot of the surfers. Oh yeah. Um, that's how like yeah, like um one of my fucking good friends here or a friend like moving back here. It's 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 cool moving back here too after like so many years you know it's a couple decades like i'm running it shit like almost 30 years like but yeah it's like um i'm running into people that and and i'm remembering things like oh like you fucking snuck me out of my house when i was 16 to go see dri like that's crazy like remember that he's like yeah i remember that like my buddy you know i'll see that guy every once in a while too but yeah so it was like i hung out with some of the older like surfers um are,
0: are your so your parents are together though like for a while while you're young and then they,
2: they you know the they family? were on and off for a long time oh, until okay. like um i got out of high school basically but it was it was weird you know my dad was has um started like had his family business which i can't even really explain it it's like involving microchips and shit and like um at the time he was getting that off the ground and where he needed to be was was on the other coast of florida so he was driving back and forth and they were kind of fighting. I was sucking in school. I have another brother who has cerebral palsy oh. um, and I have an older brother. So I'm the youngest of three and we're all like, you know, a handful in, Cere- in our cerebral own way. Palsy in our like, own ways. Uh,
0: cerebral palsy is the one where your spine kind of.
2: Yeah. It's, it has something to do with like um, not getting enough oxygen during the, the childbirth. So yeah. Um, yeah he, he can't walk he can't um oh, wow. he can he can't really talk but he can communicate like i can talk to him you know people that have lived with him or been around him a lot like we can talk um but i feel like it, like if a stranger they wouldn't know what he would be saying you know that's so pretty it's like heavy. pretty extreme that's yeah it's pretty, pretty extreme so my mom had a lot of fucking shit to deal with and i was like last on the list of problems and and i was also very creative i got accepted into this like um like at like gifted kind of school here i don't know not gifted it's like um like an like fame or something that's a terrible way to describe it but it's it's like the center for the arts and that was a ninth grade that was a ninth grade um and i tried to do that she knew that i was more into like creative kind of stuff but none of us really knew what they just knew. I was weird, and like, yeah, you know, into.
0: Are you in, you're into horror at this point? Like, you're really into horror as a kid?
2: Not not so much. No, I didn't really get into horror until I moved to Richmond. Like, I, I was into movies and um, stuff like that, but I didn't really get into like the whole genre or like the the crazy stuff until like skating? I moved. That, that's when I moved. Uh, I kid skate. I wasn't very good. I wasn't even that great of a of a surfer, but I was obsessed with it. So we would go out there and just either surf or skimboard like every day. Like there's not a lot of waves on this coast, but when there was, like we were always out there, we'd skip school if we had to, um, you know, and just, just to do that. And then, and then when my dad worked on the other coast, that's Melbourne, that's, that's where Kelly Slate is from. That's like a big surf area. So back then, I mean, this is like, 91 92 i was like going over there and like surfing all the fucking time um now i can't even paddle out i don't think like oh. i i tried it one i'm time sure you on the could you could
0: probably give it and it probably just comes I, back
2: i tried it in california and it was not cool and i go oh, you know what i think i'm good, I think, I'm good. <laughs> I, said, I think i don't want to do this ever again
0: <laughs> the last time I sur- the last time I surfed, I was paddling out and I started getting a cramp in my neck. I'm like, Jesus Christ. I'm <laughs> like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, you know, yeah. just having to hold your neck up all that time. Like, I'm fuck.
2: I, I I respect like I respect my friends that still do it. Uh, Randy fucking, you know, lives in and yeah. surfs his ass off, man. Yeah. And uh I, yeah, I you know, in a way I wish I could have stuck with it, but I'm also like, there's no way it's like, <laughs> I also like don't really have a body for it. I'm kind of like short, and stocky, so I'm not like really, I'm not gonna be like doing aerials and shit. Like you know, I'm like <laughs> look pretty dumb. When do, you, when do you when do you get into
0: a band? Like what?
2: what that was who, when I you, moved to Virginia. Who who no, so. who
0: gets you in the band? Do you just go? I'm gonna start a band, or does somebody go? Hey, you seem like you're the singer. You should be in a
2: band. I always wanted to be in a band because I was jealous of my best friend who lives down here. Who were actually still fucking great friends. He's like my family now. Like, um, we've been close friends since we were uh, like a couple years old. Like, we lived in the neighborhood together. He started playing drums in a band down here, right around right before I moved. Um, And I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. And he he ended up being a great drummer. He still is a great drummer. And uh, so they were doing all the, I moved. You know, to Virginia and all the friends I used to hang out in my neighborhood, like started jamming together, and they were doing like screeching weasel, like Ramonesy kind of like oh, okay. not, not pop punk, but like rock and rolly, like pop punk, like you right. know Ramones style, early
0: um, yeah, early seventies, yeah,
2: punk. yeah, and uh, like <laughs> sort of like that, yeah, and uh, and they look like the funnest shit in the world, and I was kind of like, man, that's like. And and he he was also um, partially responsible for like getting me into music and going to shows. I was like a uh, um like a little bit older than him, so when we were at that age, I was able to like go to shows. Like I would go to like the bigger shows in in this in Florida in this area. Um, like I would see Danzig or I would see like. You know, I saw deer. I saw helmet and the Jesus lizard, and like right, right. I, I went to a couple punk shows. Like I saw the Pink Lincolns at uh, this place called Blue Chair. I think it was called. But um, but like when I really like what really got me like figuring out what I wanted to do was when I moved to Richmond and I met with um, this guy named Matt Mills, who was like this like incredible ball of energy who was also one of the funniest people i ever met but he was obsessed with horror movies like fucking obsessed with horror movies he was a sick fucking drummer and we both just we were inseparable like the second i moved to virginia and then he was just like hey do you hear this did you hear this like we went and we went out uh, like um i remember we went and saw corn open for a house of pain and there was like 10 people there with when Corn played right. and we like like so saw corn and we're like hanging out with them and they were like <laughs> we were like party with them. Now it's like like they never fucking know that or care or remember. But um back then it was like oh this guy's are cool, yeah. Like, but but like but we were you, really are the, you hanging like,
0: out with monkey? I
2: yeah, I actually yeah. remember that name. And then there was a, uh, the bass player at the time, I don't, he's I, I know Ross playing with him now, so I don't know if it would be, if this guy this was literally like a couple months. That House of Pain tour.
0: Yeah. Was Biohazard
2: on that? Biohazard. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw yeah, that. Yeah. I
0: saw that in New York. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. I, I think but I think they didn't play the Richmond show or something, but um can't remember. But anyway, like we we were kind of like um we really really loved like the Richmond scene and, and we were watching that shit pop up. Did you off.
0: did you catch House of Pain on that night too?
2: Uh, honestly, I only I, I I did see House of Pain. He had like pink hair. Everlast had like pink hair, okay. right? Or I, no, not I yeah. I never, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did see, yeah, I did see that, but um, on. but yeah, that was. It, it didn't it
0: didn't blow you away or anything.
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, we were more like, holy shit, corn! Okay. You know, like, okay. we were like, we're like, what is this? That guy had bagpipes. <laughs> that was wild. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I'm in like fucking 11th grade. I was like, Holy shit. He's
0: talking about faggots. Like, what the
2: fuck? I mean, at that, at that time, you gotta admit, corn was pretty extreme. You it was know? awesome. Like, that yeah, was like, it was great. You were, like, being a person going, go, going, think you're gonna go see Jump Around, and then this band comes out, it's like, you know, wow. like, totally. That probably shocked a lot of people at that time. I guess I'm um,
0: a faggot. You know, like you're like, what? Yeah. Yeah, like, <laughs> you didn't hear anybody <laughs> um, saying that at the time you know it's a very masculine yeah. yeah um
2: yeah so then we were i think once we started like getting into like the richmond bands and that was there that was when richmond was fucking insane there was like born against and you had a veil and then like um four walls falling and there was just all these like even like the 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 high school bands were, like, incredible, and of course, Guar, like, you know, mm-hmm. that was when fucking Guar was, like, crazy, fucking crazy, you know, like, mm-hmm. live from Antarctica, a little bit, well, I mean, a little later after that, but, you know what I mean, it was like, that was like when the flood zone was still popping off, and I saw veil and Rancid at the flood zone, Rancid oh, shit. played before veil you know, and um, yeah, I mean, so that was when we were, like, whoa, this, this is what I want to be a part of. This is like what I want to do for me, especially. And uh, just, you know, so we started playing music in, in my mom's barn. She had a, she had a little house with a barn uh, south oh, of cool. Richmond. And um, it was so bad. We were so bad, but we, we did it and we just kept writing songs and we had our so high school. You and your band. buddy who plays drums. Yeah. Yeah. He ended up, a- yeah, like fast forward a million years later, he, me, and him. Not even a million years, probably like five or six years later, me and him moved to Long Beach. When I California, yeah, for California. a year, and he he ended up joining uh, Phobia for, for a hot minute. Yeah, so that was like cool, and uh, yeah, so um, we just really loved loved that Richard scene, and we were we started like we were from Cornell Heights, though, so we were like the rednecks that would come okay. up and, and try to you know hey we, we like pump too you know and like we were trying to you know play with these bands that we really liked and you know we, we almost like looked looked up to the Richmond bands because they were from you know the city right and we were from from outside and we were even like looking up to like bands that were like our age or younger you know and we were just like oh wow this is so cool what they're doing and, um and it like influenced me to like you know you you can set up your own fucking shows you can you're in charge of your shit your band shit so that's kind of what we did and then we started setting up these parties keg backyard keggers yes and, and, and but in colonial heights area you know so this is like 30 miles no about 20 miles south of richmond which back then especially for city kids it's like fucking yeah. like fucking I go out say, there. it so, doesn't
0: seem far but it's fucking far
2: yeah <laughs> so we started we started inviting the Richmond bands to play these parties and we would put mm-hmm. them on and we would, we would go get the, the wood pallets from behind the grocery store at the food line and make a fucking stage out of them <laughs> nice. we put them out put them out in a fucking field and get it get a couple extension cords from the house right. go out in this big ass field and there was like fucking 500 people showing up oh, out, out to these wow. fucking shows and and it really like like a lot of our friends in Richmond were just like what the fuck is going on down there you know and it would be like rednecks you know and like yeah. there'd be some punks and there'd be some and there'd be fights you right, know right, and like right. you know frat guys but they like love the bands they would you know they and we you know we were that's so we kind of started had a camaraderie going with with uh these Richmond bands, and then we we were like doing our own thing too. Like we, um, fucking uh, my buddy that drummed, he was the manager of this this movie theater, and I was the projectionist. So we like pretty much had full run of like a huge AMC movie theater. So after hours, we throw parties there. No, so sure. we had ba- we'd have band practice there, and um, it was fucking wild, man. <laughs> it was really really crazy time. That's and then cool. uh and then we you know we were pen pals um you know like tape traders mm-hmm. you know we were we were doing that shit we would trade we were trading like live like like Big legs bh VH- vhs tapes oh, okay. you know like mo- of like like shows and stuff like so we've tell you know like uh you want this live jesus loser show or like misfits fucking you know real shitty 20 million times dubbed over Misfits bootleg videotape and then we you know trade me that and I'll trade you this shit so we met this guy Jason Hodges who played in the band called Suppression and then we're like alright we're gonna fucking we're gonna move to Richmond and we'll all live together and that kind of got us in rich, living in Richmond and I already, I just started setting up shows in Richmond because I already was doing it in Cornel Heights so it's like I always had the mentality like if nobody's going to book your band, book your fucking band yourself and right. do it yourself, you know, just like, so we would set, you know, I book house shows in Richmond. I booked, I booked a house show for pig destroyer in uh, like 90. Wow. Crazy. At 98, 97. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Like right, like right when they started. Um. Yeah. I mean, that was, I wish I knew the years, right? But long, long fucking time ago, you know? But, um, so yeah, it was kind of like our whole thing is where it's always just like, we're doing this regardless um, if we're cool or not. <laughs> and it just, you know, then we just ended up getting a lot of friends from that and just building like this whole crazy Richmond thing. And uh, we loved it.
0: Lemmy says that uh, that the reason... You, dudes get in a band is to get laid <laughs> and then if they and if they tell you otherwise they're lying <laughs> so do you do you start a band to to get laid do you get laid because you're in a band for the first time
2: i maybe that's a good question i don't know i i mean i'm i'm handsome
0: <laughs> you're a good looking guy you're a lovable guy you
2: are- you are too. We got good teeth. We got good teeth. So I don't know. I, I mean, usually whatever, everything Lemmy says is, is pretty much spot on. So, um, right. you know, I'm not going to argue with Lemmy. Is, is, the,
0: <laughs> is the first time that you get laid, is there a horror movie playing in the background? Is there a record playing in the background?
2: No, it was like Toto
0: or something. <laughs> I wasn't,
2: I wasn't in a band. I wasn't in a band. Okay. Yeah. So no, like not not before in this case. In it was before I was in a band. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. So so. I was. To- I to- was, to- Why I was so- in the background. Why I was like, uh, it was like, it was. I think it was just like in, it, just in the other room. But I remember it was like something like Rosanna something Rose-Anna. That, something at the time like I I would fuck with some of that, but like at the time I was not into it. <laughs> music wise right right getting getting laid i was probably into it yeah <laughs> sure. i mean
0: so if you were before you were in a band you were probably like 14 or 15 or something 16 no I,
2: no i was uh like
0: 17 okay okay yeah, yeah. and toto's in the background you don't remember the song or anything yeah i
2: can't remember
0: <laughs> was it her
2: choice to put on <laughs> toto <laughs> no 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 it was like they were like like, people in the other room... Like, oh, okay, are, you know,
0: gotcha. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So, so Toto's just playing... You
2: know, in, yeah, like, yeah. It was nobody... Okay, gotcha. Yeah, it was like, you know, we were like snuck off into a room. And,
0: gotcha. Okay.
2: Yeah. You know. <laughs> right. I haven't even thought, I haven't thought about that in like a long ass time. It's funny. It's a
0: funny you'd question. Su- you'd be amazed how many people <laughs> lost their virginity to Slayer. I, oh, I, man, I, 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 asked I think that's I'm bullshit.
2: So, I call bullshit I on that. <laughs> You're just like I, saying that shit to be like the metal
0: person I, I tell you what I've had a couple of people I'm not I can't name any names because they asked me specifically to cut it out of the show or whatever but like you would be totally shocked at the people that like lost the virginity to slay and then asked me to take it out like don't I can't have that end up in you know <laughs> in public and I'm like what I'm like you're 10 times cooler because you got laid to slayer for the first time what the fuck
1: yeah
2: that's like not
0: yeah, t- I'm like leave it in like you just went up
2: Minutes, I, <laughs> I wish I knew what I wish I knew what the song was, but I was so nervous. Right, of course. You know, like, there's
0: are you drunk? Are you sober? Or are you drunk with the first?
2: I, yeah, I was sober. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's good. Yeah, yeah. I t- I took her on a date to, to Pizza Hut. Nice. in Richmond, in Richmond there is a Pizza Hut in Richmond. Nice. <laughs> oh, I think it's still there. Quite, on, uh, t- quite charming. Across from across from the
0: science museum, a little bed to Coin Heights. I think I, I paid for uh, I paid for wine coolers. <laughs> I wasn't old enough oh, to pay wow.
2: <laughs> I wasn't wine old enough to buy course.
0: alcohol. <laughs> <Classic>. California coolers,
2: <laughs> Pizza Hut.
0: Yeah, nice, nice. Oh man, this has been a great conversation, dude.
2: Okay,
0: you, uh, you're going back on tour, right? Like you're, you I see, like you guys got like a ton of dates with so many fucking bands. It's crazy like you're supporting yeah, jerks right you're did, going out with uh
2: we just did a circle jerks. oh okay, and, you um, just did it. okay. our our plan attack for for the time being is like what well, with covid you know you plan shit like months and months in advance but i was kind of like well everything's still so up in the air why don't we just spread it out a little bit and just do like little areas and do like like Let's do Northeast. Let's do Northwest. Let's do the middle. Let's do that. So we were kind of starting to plan that um, while like it was still up in the air. It was just, it was just, it's, it's heartbreaking to cancel a tour. Canceling a tour that's only a week long is not as heartbreaking. Right. <laughs> so we were kind of like trying to have a good uh, plan of action for like, okay, let's just do like short runs month apart and see what, what works, and that way, you know, we're not out on the road for, for three weeks, and then all of a sudden somebody gets it, and, or right, you know, right. the venue shut, the venue start closing down, or so. So it was kind of, um kind of playing it a little safe, but I'm not going to lie, it's pretty cool. Like um being able to like curate different tours with like bands we like and to kind of just do whatever the fuck we want to do. Um, right. It's a weird way, it's a weird way to go about it. Where um, maybe it's not as lucrative, but I feel like it's more fun.
1: Yeah,
0: no, that's good. <laughs> <cool>. That's awesome.
2: <laughs> yeah, that was the plan for that at least.
0: Are you got are you doing Europe? Are you doing festivals or anything?
2: We're, we we were supposed to do um, a lot of festivals in Europe, but Europe's still like I think now it's it's better, but yeah. it was it, you know you have to plan Europe and so far in advance when we when it was. Um, going down we were kind of like let's just come back next year when right. everything's chill so the the, the the few shows we did have we had some pretty cool festival things we just were like focus oh, next year we gotta we can't we're not gonna go out there and risk doing this so right yeah we pulled out but we are going out in september with anthrax at and that's definitely happening and that's like shit. in europe yeah that's and that's yeah yeah that's, that's and that's cool. gonna be like it's like nine six right? six or nine weeks or something yeah and up they're up. doing it's like the among the living anniversary or something like that it's oh, like wow. it's gonna be really fun you know we of course we love them it's like a big influence on us so yeah it's, it's gonna you be to tour a with fun. them before right yeah a long time ago did you tour, yeah. did you
0: tour with them on another among the living cycle yeah, you did? yeah. <laughs> actually yeah, was. Was. i think yeah, i saw yeah. you guys on that yeah <laughs>
2: Yeah, that was uh that what the fuck was that? That uh, was uh I think High On Fire was on that too. Yeah. For yeah. That was really good. But yeah, so I mean, that's that's great for us. So well, luckily that that'll be when the record's out as well, too. So yeah, yeah. yeah um, of, there's I a lot of cool. Some stuff of the European
0: festivals life. are getting cancelled for the war now, so like that's a whole other thing that's going that's on.
2: Like, so sad and fucked up and yeah. such a bummer. Yeah. <clears throat> bummer.
0: Yeah, but good for you guys, man. No, I'm stoked for you. You got your record coming out. Electrified, not electrified. Electrified brain. Electro electrified
2: brain. Electrified Bane.
0: <laughs> July, but, right? July. July. Yeah, one let's more say, plug for yeah, your one more let's plug let's for your
2: thing. Yeah. Thanks for plugging. Yeah. Thanks <laughs> for remembering to plug plug it, because my dumb ass will just keep talking about the beastie voice. <laughs>
1: Cool.
0: All right. Ladies and gentlemen, right there. That was the mighty, mighty Tony Forresta from the mighty municipal waste. No fucking regrets. No fucking regrets. With Rob Flynn.